Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell and I am your host. So it is insert night here and uh, it's what's on your mind. So, <laughs> Roberta, how you doing, buddy? You can say it's Thursday, man. Just nah, say it's, it's Thursday. It's, it's Wednesday, whatever, whatever. It's how you Thursday. doing, man? How you doing? Happy Thursday. It's so yeah. good. So good, man. Yeah. But again, like, you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> uh hey i gotta ask you uh how many crocodiles did you get this uh the, over the past <laughs> i got quite a few days? bro quite a few i got my I'm... i got my first one today uh uh i forget who messaged me it was just like crocodile if it still counts and i'm like nah jason i to give it away but thanks for listening all the way through so yeah yeah you know i i want to say thank you to the people who did message yeah. me because i do appreciate the people you know listening through it and i've gotten a lot of compliments on last episode yeah and that's so that's where i have again a, yeah that's where i have a little bit of beef because you're like man i'm getting crazy feedback from the episode how good it was and here i am sitting over here like crickets <laughs> chirping like nobody wants to message me and tell me it was a good episode nobody wants to comment in the in the group that it's a good episode just to be fair to be far to be fair to be far they they led with crocodile before all right i guess all right. the episode was good right. <laughs> well i'll i'll give a, i'll give them a little bit of a break then um hey so we want to introduce our guest tonight uh we got mike carlin here how you doing buddy i'm doing good how are you oh great 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 um all right so um uh, uh, the detail solutions podcast.com. Uh, that's the new website. It's not so new now, but still, uh, that's where, <clears throat> you it's know, it's just go there for anything. Um, we've got the merch yeah. store there. If you guys want to buy t-shirts, hoodies, hats, uh, we have the preferred vendors page with our sponsors. It's got the, um, links to their websites. It has the discount codes. Um, we also have all the links to, um is that your toy or something is that what you it's an um, pen. <laughs> oh um it's got all the links to to the social media pages and to where you can listen to the podcast along with the big old widget right on the center uh front page uh that you can scroll through all the episodes um is that it that's all we do. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Detail Solutions Podcast on Facebook at the discussion group and on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Jason's helping me out and doing a lot more with Instagram. Why am I froze? Can you guys see me? I can see you, but yeah, I I, I'm doing a lot of the social media content now for the, the podcast. Y'all can at least hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you. You just look like know. a doof. Uh, I always look like a doofus, but I don't understand why I'm froze. I mean, we've got <laughs> internet's good here. Well, yeah. whatever. As long as you guys can, as long as you guys can hear me, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. What else was I gonna say? Oh. Uh. So we are working on an easier way for messages. So just give me a little bit of time, and it will we'll, we'll have something easier for you guys. Um. Because some of the complaints is that we've had is that um, with anchor, I guess you have to sign up or subscribe or something. And I guess nobody wants to take the time to um, 
yeah, do an email address and all that fun stuff. Um, all right, so let's do this, but let's listen to some messages. I think we finally, I think we lost Alex. Lost them. <laughs> I'm here. You guys, oh. uh, I don't. Now you're screen sharing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm screen sharing. So. No, you your your voice went out too. Oh, uh, did it? Yeah, but you're back now. All right, he almost on. had me sweating. I'd have to be talking to Mike about our little, like, you know, vacation in Orlando. Yeah, well, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I mean, if you guys can't hear me say something, but Zoom still records me, even if even if I'm messed up, which I don't get. All right, I'm... that's fine. Let's, let's let's roll with it. Are you screen sharing again or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna screen. Sh- I'm gonna screen share so we can. <clears throat> So we can listen to these messages. Um, so I got two that I want to play tonight. Alex, you got to check the box. Oh, did I not check the box? <laughs> no, because oh, we couldn't hear it. Some bitch. All right, hang on a second. There we go. All right, technical difficulties. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll we'll uh, edit that in post. Yeah. All right, so we'll go back. So this one's from Rudy, our good friend in Scotland. Yeah, hey, this is Rudy, Rudy Fraser. Look, Alex, I'm your friend from Scotland. I know that we talk quite a bit, mate, but I just thought I'd call and leave a message and tell you that you're looking a little top-heavy, and I'm kind of worried about you, mate. Those things produce, are they putting out 2%? Well, maybe... Maybe whole milk. As a matter of fact, you're looking a little bottom heavy too. What do you've got? Like a, a 15 pound asshole? Anyway, mate, I hope all is well. Over here in Scotland, we like to fuck goats. Oh my god. Oh, I guess uh, Rudy and I are not friends anymore. <laughs> Damn. Rudy went rough on that one. Um, all right, so everybody wants to hear, you know, the, you know, obviously Noxie, everybody loves Noxie. Noxie actually called in and uh left us a, a message, so we'll check that one out. Yo, Alex, it's Nox. I'm gonna be honest here. I need you to leave Michelle for me. I love you, man. That's why I'm always so hard on you. I knew it. I just I can't be nice with you without kissing you. <laughs> I need you to come back to Georgia. And run away with me because your detailing skills are so much better than mine. I love you, man. Peace out. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, man. I knew it all along. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Great friends. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. I still don't understand why my camera is not working now. Um, but all right, whatever. Um, okay, so we appreciate uh, Rudy and Knox for leaving some messages for us. If uh, anybody else wants to leave us a message uh, for right now, if you go to the anchor.fm backslash the detail solutions podcast uh, page. Um, there's a button there you can click. Uh, you do have to enter in your email address or whatever, but then it, it you can record. Uh, I think it's like 
I don't know how long it is, but yeah, leave us a message until we can get the uh, the other thing going that we're working on. Is your oh man, can somebody turn that down? Hey, I wanted to tell you how the Detailers Roadmap has increased leads and boosted my website's optimization on Google. The whole process from start to finish was a breeze and the Detailers Roadmap staff was there every step of the way. They have a full team of writers and designers to communicate with during your development. And with the Detailers Roadmap, your site is built to convert and rank high on Google's main page. So go to detailersroadmap.com and start your new site design today. All right, so tonight's topic um, was something that actually, uh, you know, Rudy kind of gave me the idea for. Um, and then I saw a post that Mike made um, in detailing for money last Friday, Mike, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, so the question that I have or the topic that I want to talk about is, you know, how do, how do you deal or how do we deal with damages, whether it's something that, you know, <clears throat> we caused or it's an underlying issue that maybe the client didn't know about, you, you know, you do your initial you know, walk around and, and you don't see it. And, and like I said, you know, Rudy had a car that uh, was an older Audi that had the door painted and the, the painter didn't do a great job um, doing prep. So when Rudy hit it with the polisher, it just completely, you know, popped the paint off. And then again, like I said, uh, Mike made a comment or made a post in Detailing for Money last Friday about a camper that he did or an RV that he did, where now the client like a year later is trying to say that Mike damaged the, um, I guess not the paint, but like the fiberglass or whatever, and, <clears throat> and is trying to sue him. So, you know, that kind of tied in like, like a great, let's, let's get Mike on. Let's kind of talk about that. And then, you know, what are some steps that you can do to, you know, handle it, work around it or whatever. So Mike, if you kind of want to give a little rundown, like you told me the other day of some of the stuff that's, you know, you've been dealing with um, to kind of start us off and then we can kind of, you know, go in discussion from there. Yeah. So um the last month has actually been pretty interesting for us and at our place. Um, I, I can relate to a lot of, I, I mean, I can, I think we can say some of us will say that it's caused by entitled customers. Some of it's just by um, the different type of clientele that we're going to get now versus what we saw 10, 20 years ago. But uh, we, I had a camper for a, it was an old gentleman I have a soft heart for old people and I have a soft heart for Vietnam vets and that he ended up, checking both boxes um he brought in a camper that was almost 20 years old and it was supposed to be gray but it looked white and it was just severe oxidization uh fiberglass was dried out is basically what it was so i told the gentleman and my wife was in the office and i i did a, a sample spot and i said hey we can um polish this out unfortunately unless you're constantly waxing it or treating it at some point when I get this done polished it might last two months it might last a year it might last two years it might last 10 years we just don't know right um, because of severe oxidization he agreed to it um, we did the job I did it way too cheap because of my soft cart gram but um, we did it anyway yeah. and it was a year later he came back and he said that, hey, I think, uh, didn't say I think, he said, you damaged my camper. And I said, how so? 
and he we went out there and looked at it and basically what it was doing it was oxidizing again um exactly what we told him it was going to do he leaves it outside in the sun whatever right so rather than taking care of that problem um you know usually as detailers i think we would say hey let's fix the problem i knew that this was going to be a constant problem because he's not going to treat the, the fiberglass with wax or anything so i just said hey here's what i'm going to do i'm going to give you a refund and basically you're gonna that's the end of the story and at that point he felt that uh i was getting way easy even though we had 50 hours and he got all of his money back yeah <laughs> so um i thought it was done and then two months later i got papers in the mail he wanted to sue for ten thousand dollars uh saying that he wants his whole camper repainted um i did my research on the back side of that and uh basically um i called the manufacturer of the camper and they just kind of laughed about it because they're like this is a 20 year old camper there's nothing that's uh within a year the warranty's off all fiberglass um, they sent me over to the manufacturer of who manufactures their seven eighths inch fiberglass uh, reinforced plywood that goes on them campers. And they laughed about, they're like, there's a year warranty. That's normal. It's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. So right. when it boils down to it, I have to go to court. Um, it's an easy case. My, my uh, lawyer or um, attorney won't even take the case because he said, you're going to waste your money on my services. Just go give the judge the before and after pictures um, and, you know, the contract that you guys had and, you know, you're going to be fine. Um, you know, so, you know, it, 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 even though it sucks, I mean, obviously we're going to get through that, but it does raise the point, like what you had said, because um, I think about the, we had five different things within one month, you know, um, at my shop, we do about 225 coatings a year. And then we usually detail about two to three cars a day, um, depending on what's going to happen, what we need to do with it. And, um, within one month, we had a 2023 Corvette that came in right off the truck. Um, the wheel was chipped and I had to explain to the customer, like, Hey, this is coming to me like this. Yeah. Um, and finally we convinced them. I had a brand new Camaro that, um, had a dent on the, um, basically in the same spot on both sides on the upper sails, um, which tells me the way they handle it or whatever, there was a problem, which the, the gentleman agreed and we just got a paintless dent guy to come in and take care of it. Um, I had a guy that picked up a, tr a truck, uh, five days later, he texted me and asked me if I took his truck down the road after we ceramic coated it i said why would you ask that and he said because i found a rock chip and uh i said sorry no offense but you brought me a 2015 ram i drive a 2022 ram i think i drive mine before yours because at that point i'm like come on now yeah yeah uh, we also had a painted bumper that uh basically we went to start washing it and the paint's literally falling off with no pressure washer <laughs> and then we had another gentleman call us two weeks after the detail asked who detailed it i said well my wife did was there a quality issue no 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 but i'm missing a hundred dollars that was above my visor and i said you can come look at all the video cameras if you want um but my wife would have never taken anything so it just kind of proves that um you know as much you can do as much or as little as you want we're gonna all run into these problems you know yeah uh, I mean, I, I had my fair share, you know, running the car washes for, you know, as long as I did that, you know, 
this happened, that happened. You know, the, the one, the one that was always my favorite was, you know, the car, we'd start the car up, put it in the tunnel and it'd come out the other end and dead battery, you know, like, well, what'd you guys do to my car? You know, like we started it up and put it on a tunnel, <laughs> you know, and like let it roll through the tunnel. Like, you know, you obviously the batteries out. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, I mean, uh, you know, or, or the old, you know, the car comes in super dirty and then it comes out clean and then, you know, they walk up and they're like, Hey, I didn't notice that scratch before, you know, well, yeah, <laughs> the car was dirty, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I'm, you know, it, it's a different story when, when it's car wash though, because obviously we have insurance, we have, you know, things to, to just kind of pay for those or fix those. But when it's, you know, a detail shop, whether it's a one man operation or a small, you know, you know, you got two or three employees, it's not like you can just be, you know, dishing out, you know, thousand dollars here, hundred dollars there, you know, whatever. With a passion to create a simple, effective paint correction system that took years to perfect, Obert Car Care created compounds that match perfectly with pads and created a system to remove the guesswork. Products are developed by professionals to elevate both entry-level detailers as well as growing detail businesses. So visit oberkcarcare.com and use the code DSPFREE, all caps, and get a free 16-ounce bottle of tire cleaner with your purchase of $60 or more. Limit one per person. Take us through some of the steps that, that you guys do at your shop to try to, you know, um, either document the vehicle or, you know, to, to kind of, you know, just cover your ass essentially. Sure. Yeah. So I used to do, uh, uh, basically a checklist in the beginning, you know, we just, we check the vehicle in, um, we'd go through and mark any damages. Problem was that we also at sometimes it actually, was uh worse for us because like what you're saying when a customer drops off um the vehicle's dirty you don't see a scratch you don't see a dent even i can't see that at that yeah. point until i wash it all out it's hiding it it's, it's a layer that's you know film that you don't see the scratches and now all of a sudden i have to worry about uh if i don't get every little paint chip every little dent every little whatever now it holds me accountable because i didn't have it on the list same with like radios and, um, you know, anything electronic, if it's not working, you know, right. so we did do that for a while. Um, it just kind of proved that it didn't, didn't always work because people would come back and say, well, it's not on the list. Uh, so we do, what we do a lot of now is we will look at the vehicles. Um, we'll take lots of pictures. Um, we'll do kind of do our pre-checklist, even though it's not so much recorded where they have to sign off on it. Right. But at that way, if we see something major, we can call them right away or, uh, uh, you know, because a lot of that's that's kind of our problem, too, is I get a lot of customers that drop off the night before. A lot of these cars are unseen. I've never okay. seen them before. Um, so <clears throat> we'll do a lot of that. I recently actually put cameras in my shop, outside my shop, inside my shop. They're recording video and audio. Um, so that I can go back and say, Hey, we can go watch eight hours of video while your vehicle was inside. We can see if somebody, uh, improperly washed it or hit it with something or, uh, whatever, because we know what we do here. So we know we're not damaging the vehicle. Right. Um, 
you know, it's, it's one of them deals if they really want to watch that much film or not, but uh, you know, there's really, I don't think there's really a, a, you know, people will argue this. I know when they're listening to this, some people are going to say, no, you got to do a checklist. Some people will say no, uh, but it goes both ways. You know, it just comes down to, we have to vet our clients a lot better, you know? Um, and that's exactly what my wife and I talked about with our business. It's growing so much. Like at what point do we scale back and say, Hey, these are the customers that we've done a lot of work for. We trust them. They trust us. Uh, and if we're going to accept any other customers, it's going to be, uh, people we know, or, uh, one of our customers that referred them that know them well, just kind of, you know, just like they vet us when they decide, are they going to come to fast lane detailing or are they going to come to this right. next place? Um, maybe we need to start vetting them a little bit more because you're right. Um, uh, you know, a lot of detail shops out there, you know, we obviously have insurance. Some of them probably don't. Um, uh, but at the same point, you know, I read through some of them comments in my post the other day and one guy actually said, report it to your insurance. Well, what am I going to do? Report every little thing to my insurance. And then pretty soon I won't have insurance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do we have to be smart about that. I mean, is it fair that my insurance pays $10,000 on something that we didn't do wrong and all my rates are going to go up? I mean, we're not going to do, we're not going to, you know, play that game. I mean, if yeah. I absolutely had to. You got to defend yourself, man. Yeah. I mean, that that's for like when I was did something stupid and ran through uh, my garage door with a van that I won't talk about, but that's what insurance is for. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not for all that other stuff. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah. you know, so we, we've, we've put little things in place, but, um, you know, I think the days are over where we can just trust our customers all the time. And, you know, um, it's sad, but that's just where we, where we are now. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been very fortunate, you know, that I'm smaller clientele. I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing high enough volume. So, and, and kind of like what you said, you know, the clientele that I have are, you know, trustworthy or, you know, they're not, they're not degenerates, I guess, you know, <laughs> not just like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to schedule an <laughs> appointment with this guy. And like, you know, my car's falling apart and he's gonna, you know, grab the door handle and the door handle is going to rip off, you know, and whatever. I mean, you know, again, most of my experience is car wash and it would be funny, you know, like things would fall off in the, in the tunnel or come off when we were doing it. And you could clearly see the glob of like super glue or like whatever on the back where it had broken before, and they, you know, and they glued <laughs> yeah. it and they're like, you broke it. It's like it's your fault. You clearly <laughs> have glue on the back of it. I don't know how that got there. Like, you know, come on, man, you know, like, give me a break, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, there's some things I'll pay for, but I'm not paying for this. Sorry. Go get, go get you some super glue and re-glue it on there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, and, and, and again, I guess, you know, most of my clientele is newer cars. So, you know, not to say that there can't be, because like you said, with the brand new Corvette, there was a chip in the rim or whatever, but chances are, you know, not as much. Um, you know, I, I almost thought I was going to have a situation today. The the brand new um, 23 C8 that I worked on this week, the guy came to pick it up. And of course, you know, he's walking into the shop. It's freshly ceramic coated. It's that light blue color. So it, you know, it's popping and glossing and everything. And he looks at the, you know, walks up to the rear bumper and he kind of walks up to it. And I'm like, oh shit, did I miss something? Like, you know, he's like, oh, on either side of the license plate, it has two little dimples, dents. Like not a, not a, not a mold dimple, but just like a, a, a dimple dent in the, the plastic bumper. 
And he's like, oh, I didn't even notice that. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, oh, you know, he's a good client. I've done a lot of cars for him, but lately he's kind of been a little bit of a pain in the ass. So I was like thinking to myself, like, oh man, are we going to have one of those? And I was just like, yeah, I mean, they're like that sometimes. And he's like, eh, all right, you know, and he just hopped in the car. And left. So, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, <laughs> and, and, and sometimes it's detailed, we have to decide, we have to decide like, what are we going to point out? And what are we not going to point yeah. out? Like they didn't see it before. Are we going to tell them about it? Right. You know, I've, I've made that mistake before too, where, you know, there's something's wrong with, I see something wrong with the paint, you know, it's been in a body shop. I can tell. Yeah. And then I'm Hey, just so you know, you have this, this, and that. And then I find out it was my friend that painted it. You know, it's like, so I've learned like, okay, if the customer doesn't say something about it, warn me about it to begin with. If I see something, I'm not pointing anything out because I don't want them to, I don't want to devalue another company. And I don't want them to also think that maybe I did something to it. So. Right. Yeah. And I've been trying to learn. I mean, when we, when I did the episode with, uh, uh, Justina Brars, um, one of the things that she kept saying was stop educating the client, like stop going around and, and teaching them things, you know, like if they come up for, for an, uh, an evaluation or, or, you know, a consultation or whatever, don't go pointing out all the little swirls and scratches and things like that. Just tell them what needs to be done and do it. So that way you're not, you're not pointing it out to them so that if you can't do it and they come back and see right. it, you know, kind of thing. So I, I've, I've been, ever since I, I talked to her and she said that, you know, it, it really stuck, you know, like don't educate your clients just, yeah. Okay. That's what you want to do. That's, this is what the service will get. And, you know, don't go around pointing things out because yeah, just like you said, it could get in a heap of trouble real fast. And I think we, we fail sometimes to let the customer know that, Hey, we're going to achieve 75% perfection or 65% yeah. or whatever it may be, you know, um, too many times we're going to do a service and I get paid for a service where we're, um, we're trying to get the ultimate perfection, you know, and, and then, then the customer does expect it, you know, if you're not giving that expectation up front, but at the same time, you know, not truly like what you're saying, educate them 100% and just say, Hey, we're going to get 75% of your defects. So yeah. That's, not saying what, not saying what defects. Right, right. Oh, that's that's exactly it. That's that's we had that conversation before um, on the podcast, and I I was telling Jason that that's the word I use is defects, because I don't want to say scratches, because then if there's that one scratch that can't come out right, or 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 would take more to do, and there's just not you know money in it or whatever. Um, so I you know defects because defect can be tree sap, you know a uh, a. Uh, uh, you know, contamination of fallout or something like that. And then you can still say, well, we still got that, that 75% defect. Well, so. not, a, not, a, not all of us are uh, paint assassins like Bruno. So I am Corey mobile detailer, taking a moment to express my pride in using auto fiber microfiber products. Whether I'm drying a vehicle, wiping off a detail spray, or applying a ceramic coating, Autofiber has me covered with a microfiber solution. If you're looking for high-quality microfiber, check out Autofiber at www.autofiber.com and use code DSP for 10% off your order. Uh, I think we're all paint assassins. Good way or bad That's way. That's Donald I don't Trump know. Jr. right there. <laughs> <laughs> So have you, what would you, I want to know. 
ugly as hell. I want to. I want to hear a uh, an o an, an oops or an oh fuck moment that you had. I that, got one. That was that was you, and then you had to eat it. And how did you how did you handle it? How did you take it. care of it? Yeah, I know yours too. So we'll let you we'll let you do yours too. <laughs> so I had a uh, uh, two thousand. 19 uh, oh. Lincoln Continental Black Label in the shop, uh-huh. and it was just in for you know quick polish, and and I I wasn't paying attention for some reason. I backed it up into another customer's car, so damaged two customers' car in one in one swing, right? <laughs> so the the guy who had the truck, thankfully he was such a good guy. He was like, you know, it's a work truck, you trade it anyway, and it was the minimalist of dents in, in a nice sturdy bumper. But on the other hand, that Continental has those trunks that are automatic. So I had to think about that getting banged up. I had the bumper banged up and the alignment of the trunk itself banged up. Thankfully, the trunk wasn't as bad and it was still lined up. And all I needed to do is fix the bumper and the tail light that came out to like, uh, what was it? Oh shit. Two Alex, grand. what was it? Do you remember? It was like two grand, I think. That was like twenty five. Yeah, oh. It was like nineteen to twenty two hundred dollars. Right. Like, Fuck. I wasn't putting that shit on the insurance. I just I just ate the price and said, you know, I had a body guy that could fix it. He we got the taillight, he fixed it. And <laughs> that was it. I just ate the price. And and let me ask you this. Um what was the cost? What was the, the price of the service of the detail you did? Oh, dude, it was like 300 bucks. Yeah, so a $300 detail cost you you 20. Yeah, Yeah, dude, it was rough. That hurt. Dude, to that day, dude, never again. I I made sure I'll triple check, quadruple check everything. Yeah. Because that that hurt. It could have been a lot worse, but, you know. Yeah, definitely. And the, about- the customer was really cool about it. He was an old old gentleman, and he was like, oh, this is, this is another thing. I had to get his rental. Like, I got him a rental, too. Oh. So that was like another 500 bucks, you know, because it was like a week week to get that fixed. It was terrible. But he was all cool about it. All he said was, you're going to get me a rental and fix it? I was like, yep, I sure will. <laughs> <laughs> and I sure did. <laughs> what about you, Mike? You had a new so yeah i have a bad one um so i had a customer that had a uh a newer minivan that hit a deer they just got it back from the body shop and they wanted it ceramic coated so i did all the work on it we detailed the inside ceramic coated the outside and then they called and said they wanted some weather tech floor mats so the vehicle was actually outside the weather tech floor mats arrived and I was trying to put the weather tech floor mats in, but the it was it was a time of year where the pollen was really bad. So when I opened the doors, all the pollen would come into the vehicle. So I was getting mad. So I decided I better pull this into the shop. Back then I had my other shop that had a drive-through. It was basically a drive-through. So I had doors okay. on both sides. Yeah. And I was doing the typical lazy man approach. Like I had one foot outside the door, the door half open. Yep. And I'm driving it into the shop. And when I went to get out, I went to put it in park and stand up at the same time, but the floor was wet and I fell. And as I fell, I fell outside the van. Um, The door shut. The van almost ran me over, went through my garage door, my other garage door, 
Um, so my my shop that was only three years old was all busted up. Oh. And then the van had to be repainted on the passenger side, the front bumper to the passenger side. So I, I ended up not charging him for the ceramic coating. And I redid the ceramic coating after the body shop redid the van. And then I spent about six hours trying to refab the outside of my shop which was you know i got it looking pretty good but then i had to have somebody come in and fix it so it was uh it wasn't the most pleasant the night if you want to say i was throwing things same time when the van almost ran me over i had a cut from my elbow up to my wrist somehow i don't know how i cut myself but it's just uh, <laughs> not a good night wow it sounds like a that cartoon dude yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds yeah, like it something like that happened I wish I would have had a video camera at that point because uh, it was I, yeah, it'd probably be funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, then at least you could laugh about it later. Yeah, man, I, I feel I feel thankful. I don't have anything that bad since being on my own. The 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 worst thing that happened, and I was able to <clears throat> to get it all taken care of without even having to talk to the client was I was doing a, a Range Rover and those black um, piano black pillars on the um on the rear um by the by the hatch well when i was polishing that uh i forget what it what it was something in my in my rupus bigfoot broke and what it and when it did it like reverse torqued the the, mm. the backing plate and so it put it put a a circular pad size burn in the plastic uh or in the paint on the on that piano black Luckily at the time, my buddy who does spot spray work for a lot of the dealerships here in Orlando was at the Audi dealership, like a mile away from me. Uh, so I called him up and I said, Hey man, like I've got this, you know, boo-boo. And he's like, yeah, just bring it up to me. He's like, I'll sand it down. I'll respray it. He's like, he's like, I'll charge you like 50 bucks. So I was able to like, those things just kind of like pop off and slide out of the of once you open the rear hatch and so like i hopped in the car i run it down to him because it was like in the morning um i run it down to him i drop it off with him i go back and finish working on it he calls me in the afternoon he's like hey man you're all done i go pick it up like can't even tell looks absolutely brand new slide it back in pop it on you know, it was like, it just, it just lucked out that it was one of those that I could get it taken care of day of and, and not have to, to, to really say anything to the client. Um, because that client would have been an asshole. <laughs> he, he was, he was an asshole, but he would have been a bigger asshole. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, and I lucked out. It only cost me like 50 bucks too. So on a $2,000 coding job at the time, um, I didn't lose, I didn't lose too much on that one. So Viper chairs are made in the U S using only the highest quality materials to ensure it can withstand whatever you put it against industrial grade foam padding that keeps you comfortable all day and non-marking four inch industrial grade polyurethane casters that can roll over anything that's in your shop. You know, unlike those cheaper quality chairs that most of us use that as soon as you hit a rock or a pebble or extension cord you go flying off your chair so go to viperindustrial.com and use the code dsp25 and save today that, that seems pretty lame you better redeem that listen <laughs> no, real, no, man. no 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 because i i've had my fair share of 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 
you know accidents at the car washes i mean you're talking bumpers crunch that's different you know, dude you this is your win, business you windows just blown out no man. it's a different that's, emotion dude because you could go home and sleep at night if that shit happened to you in your yeah. business you'd be up all <laughs> no, night but, know, but, but listen man hey. you know knock on wood i'm i bring learned, that car wash bullshit up I've, I've learned my lesson at the car wash to be you know like you said jason you know <laughs> it, it takes one time to back up into another car and now you double check you triple check right like i learned oh, my yeah. lesson through the car wash to make sure that now i I oh, I don't doubt that you didn't get the experience. I'm just saying the feeling is definitely different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah, I mean, I know that. It, it, it makes you, uh, you know, one, you're just kind of nervous. How do you tell the customer? The next yeah. thing is you feel horrible because it's your name. Like, yeah. you know, you just, you don't know how to handle it. Like this whole thing with this case that I'm going to go into. I mean, everybody that I talk to, the attorneys that they look at everything, they're like, hey, you don't have anything to worry about. But I'm like, well, shit it's like two weeks away yet like it just bothers me every right, day right. yeah i just want it to be over it'll with. bother you till it's over yeah 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 no matter, and i mean no and, what, and the other man. thing too that that sucks you know like you said you know having to talk to the client and everything is because you never know what client you're gonna get right like this could be the coolest client in the world like you guys have known each other for a while they're super friendly but now you fucked up their car and now you're meeting a completely different person right because now they're going to be an asshole whatever or you know you you get the guy like jason like you said it's just like ah you know no problem okay it'll be fixed you know just give me a rental car whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah that's kind of the other thing that that always is uh you know sits in your mind too i guess is you, you don't know which client you're going to get when you have to talk to him about it mm-hmm. yeah yes sir yeah um so i mean it just seems you know I, you know obviously insurance is the main thing i mean i think everybody should should be covering insurance um you know for, and they have to for make sure they have enough right right make make sure you, you know? talk to your insurance you know your insurance agents and everything make sure that you're doing the right stuff you know the other thing too is um you know, it's not just insurance on damages, but I think a lot of people don't understand that, you know, sometimes you need to carry garage keepers insurance yeah. when you're keeping cars overnight, just in case, you know, the building falls, falls apart or catches on fire or, or whatever, you know, you got to have that to, to cover, um, you know, the cars inside. Um, and nowadays it doesn't take a lot, a lot to get up to, you know, a million dollars. You yeah. think of some mm-hmm. cars that right now yeah it's like they have a couple of vets and i just talked to an installer um yesterday that they're talking about how they're going to be doing a jag an old jaguar that's like one of eight and it's <laughs> worth like five hundred and seventy five thousand dollars or something like that and i said call your insurance company and yeah. tell them if you don't have, find out if you have enough insurance yeah. because it's you know the one thing is is you have the value of the car but then um sometimes the value of the car it's even more than that because let's just say it's a perfect car and all of a sudden you damage it and it's factory oh yeah how you have to have it repainted that goes on to that it goes on to the records so now the customers claim that you basically ruined the whole value of that car so you may have only caused two thousand dollars worth of damage but now that five hundred fifty thousand dollar car might only be worth three hundred thousand dollars to a customer 
Absolutely. I mean, we had we had that when we did the, the talk with uh, Brian and and Brian Guy and Eddie Fuza and Jason Kilmer. You know, talking about the cars that those guys work on. You know, and the slightest little error in anything, you know, you devalue the the car twenty, thirty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars or more. Um, yeah, and in and in it's it's crazy. You know, you talk on that the first the first Ferrari that I got on my own, you know, it was a $350,000 Portofino or whatever, when they first came out, like back in 16 or 17, um, I called my insurance company and I said, Hey, look, you know, uh, this car is going to be here for like a week. You know, I want to make sure that I'm covered or whatever. And, and she's like, okay, well, you know, like this was uh, our insurance state farm. She's like, uh, let me call, you know, and figure out. And like the best she could do was like, 220k you know and i'm like well what do i do about the other you know hundred and fifty thousand dollars or whatever and and she's like uh you know i don't know and i'm like well how, how do people with you know that get bugattis in or or you know these crazy million dollar cars like how are they getting insurance um so yeah i mean you might have to call around and and get different the one cool thing that she told me so for everybody who might be freaking out about it, having to get insurance like that is, is, is she told me since it was only going to be there for a week is I would have to pay for the month, you know, my month, my monthly insurance or whatever, but I just call them once the car is gone and tell them that I can, I don't need that high of, of a coverage anymore. And then they would just prorate and refund me difference of for the rest, you know, going into like the, the next month or whatever. Um, so that's something that for anybody who's listening and maybe has a situation like that where you're not doing, you know, exotics all the time, um, you know, you don't have to worry about carrying that type of coverage all the time. You should be able to just do it as a, as a prorated deal. Yeah. Jason, what do you, you got anything to add? No, that was perfect, dude. I mean, I didn't even know about that either. So I just learned something right there. Yeah. You know, that's what we're all about on this podcast, teaching people and educating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we learn from our mistakes. And that's what, you know, a lot of younger guys, I hope that, you know, Billy Boggess and I had a conversation the other day about, um our industry you know there's a lot of us that i by no means you know am saying that anybody looks up to me or you or the next person but we've been in the industry for such a long time and we've seen the stuff that's been a problem or whatever and a lot of these young guys coming in you know we might sound like a broken record sometimes but um they need to really realize that we are living in a sue happy world and oh yeah uh, finger pointing mm -hmm idle world that they will have to deal with these type of customers and um and it's not always the customer's fault i'm you know we make our mistakes too we just have to own up to it and and take care of it but um hopefully these guys you know that are running around with no insurance or whatever it may be that they um realize that they really need to you know it's yeah um because it's it's i i ran my shop i mean it wasn't really my shop it was out of my garage for like three years and I don't think I had any, any insurance, but then during that time I was doing all dealership cars and I should have had it, but I think, I yeah, think, the dealership, I I think your, <laughs> your home insurance would probably cover it at that point. 
right? I mean, it's probably a fine line. Yeah. I mean, because you know you're running a business, very fine line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, you should, no matter what, you should have some type of insurance. Yeah, business insurance. Um, know. so let's so let's go let's go over to the uh the shady side. Not saying that uh, any of us here have have done anything shady, but have you ever heard of detailers causing damage and then, you know, trying to play it off or not take responsibility for it? Um, you know, have you guys ever had anything like that? And, you know, again. Yeah, when I used to do dealer work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started detailing, I used to always go in. Uh, that was, I started learning how to, you know, 18 years ago, we didn't have, uh, all the cool buffers that we have now, you know, we yeah. had rotary. Yeah. And, Burn you know, that, I taught, I taught myself oh, uh, even better. On, on dealership cars, you know, yeah. and, uh, there was many nights I had to go on and ask my daughter if she had any fingernail polish that matched a certain <laughs> color, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, um, you know, not a proud moment, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, uh, happened, you know, and, yeah. um, but now, I mean, as, as you grow with a business, you just realize you just have to be honest with the customer. Yeah. Uh, I have had where something gets damaged. First thing I do is I look, uh, for a part, I'll call my buddy that can get a part, whatever it may be. Like, you know, maybe it's a lens or something like that. I'll get it on order and then I'll call the customer and say, Hey, this is what's happened. Um, we're going to fix it. Cause generally anything that we do for damage, you know, as detailers, generally we can fix it pretty easily. Yeah. You know, or know somebody I, that I, can. Yeah. And I found out that it's just best to tell the customer, you know, it's, yeah. it's costing maybe a hundred bucks to fix it. Big deal. Right. But if I tell the customer like, Hey, I already have a part ordered. I hit this and it broke the, the mirror or whatever, you yeah. know, yeah. um, it's it's not that big of a deal it does it's not like it happens every day or every night but the fact of the matter is we either have employees or ourselves that eventually we just shit happens you know yeah. i i off uh i was detailing uh or buffing a top of a jacked up truck and my ladder you know my or my step stool um broke that was 10 years old you know and i fell down onto the hood caused a little dent i just called the customer and said hey I got a PDR guy. This is what happened. Are you okay with it? Yeah, that's fine. Um, so hey, the think, good, the good thing about that story though, is, is you didn't break your wrist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, thankfully I didn't cause any damage to the vehicle. I just broke my wrist. I think I would have rather have dented the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, trust me, you ain't getting that big ass truck. Yeah, no, that was a beast. It just bounced right off and probably still break your wrist. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, you're kind of right. I mean, you know, try to get it all set up and take care of, you know, before you have to deal with the client because then you kind of makes you look like a superhero. Right. And and you, you and you, you de, you de escalate it, you know, a little bit. I mean, one of the things instantly, one of the things I tell people is, is get a, get a relationship with a, with either a body shop or a, or a spot spray guy. I mean, like my spot spray guy, like if I, you know, if something happens, you know, and I, and I chip a car or burn a car, damage a car or whatever, I could call him and be like, Hey man, here's the situation. I'm going to give the client, you know, your number, just fix it, get them taken care of, you know? And then that way, when they come back, I can say, Hey, look, you know, we had this, 
here's my buddy. I've already talked to him. You know, all you got to do is call and set up the appointment. He's going to take care of it. Bada yeah. bing, bada boom. Um, so, you know, you, you know, that's always a good thing to have, you know, in play. Networking. Yeah. Network. You know, and that's what, that's what I did with that case with that, the time I dented that hood is, is I had the PDR guy go around and take care of any little dent that was around the whole vehicle. You know, nice. them guys charge, them guys charge just like $35 a dent. I mean, you know, you know, they make good money, but at the same time, it's like, what's $35 if I have to have three dents taken out, you know? Right. Um, so like that's in that case, I told the woman, Hey, you know, just so you know, I had this PDR done on your hood because it was my fault, but we also took care of the one on your tailgate and the one on the, you know, the door. And she was just, she was happy. You know, she's like, how much do I owe you? And I'm like, no, nothing. I, I took care of them. Nice. You know, so, so there is a way that you can make things right. You know, you just be, but being honest is the biggest thing. Yeah. And then two, that's, you know, that's going to help you out in the long run because, you know, when, when that person goes and talks with, you know, their friends or their buddies or whatever, you're going to stick out. Not even. only did he do a good job, he right. was very honest with me. And, yeah. and he was able to fix mistakes or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't, I don't personally have a shady thing that I've done, but I've got, I always <laughs> love telling this one. It's, it's such a fucked up shady thing. Um, again, it kind of goes back to the car wash and this was, this was when, um, you know, I was just a regular employee before I had run it. Uh, before you had, responsibility yeah yeah before i had responsibility um so my my manager or well one of the detailers was back in a car out of this little this little old lady's car and this is what makes it even even shittier it's because it was a little old lady he was back in, or the detailer was back in the car out and it was a it was a a two-bay garage you know single you know, single bay kind of entrances or whatever. So it had the the column in between, you know, each bay. And uh, he got a little too close and, and like, you know, hit the passenger side, put, put some nice, pretty good, you know, scuffs and damage in it. And it was kind of close to closing time. And so the manager of the car wash walks this little old lady out, you know, only show, <laughs> walks her right up to her driver door, you know, almost kind of like, you know, helping her get in and, you know, not letting her go around and look and letting her leave, you know, and then, you know, somebody called, either it was her or, you know, her, her son or somebody, you know, next day. And then he played it off with like, well, you know, we had detailed it. It was fine. She left. I don't know if she hit something, you know, overnight or whatever, you know, and to me that still sticks is like the, the biggest like dickhead shadiest kind of move um that i've seen somebody do so just don't don't do that if, it, if, you, if you damage somebody's car please please don't escort the little old lady out and don't let her walk around her car and say say i don't know what happened when she left um uh, that was terrible that was yeah that was one of the worst things i think i've seen <laughs> oh lord yeah that was bad you know, this is back in the nineties. It was a little different. <laughs> a little different back then. You know. Dude, I can't imagine what detailing was like in the nineties. <laughs> that shit must be so ancient compared to now. Dude, this is straight up rotaries, man. <laughs> Holy moly. Straight up rotaries and you glazes. guys just took it 
you guys just took it through the car wash, the little uh, brushes, and that you just put your compound right on the brushes so it would spin. Yeah. Do the buffing and everything. No, no. What was what was the great thing was so when I was first starting out, um, so like the the more experienced detailers, they would they would uh, you know cut and polish with the rotary, and then and then they would send the car through the car wash to get all the you know dust and sling and everything off of it and then pull it back in and then throw wax on top of it or whatever so like you know thinking back now you go but wait a minute you know car washes are cars and scratches and swirls and you just cut and polish this out and now you're running it back through the machine <laughs> you know like it's a I know, I know it's not as bad one, one, one time through isn't as bad, but still like you're kind of defeating the purpose of yeah. what you just spent half a day doing, you know, to then just throw a wax on top of it or whatever. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> well, I don't have anything else. I think, uh, hopefully this is some good information on, what to do if you have a damage or you know unrelated to you i think the you know mike you Mike's... have insurance that's it have insurance but also have some backups yeah you know, yeah i mean the insurance your, is there for only shit do your you pre -checks. Know, really expensive shit yeah do your do your pre-checks you know as best as as best to your availability i think like mike said you know if you're washing a vehicle yeah. and, and you do notice something and, and I there's have, plenty of programs out there too that have yeah, you know checklists and yeah. everything too so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give a shout out to i the tiger hell yeah our, our boy tony got a checklist for he's everything. the originator yeah the originator yeah he got it he's got he, man he made a checklist for like the the b-52 bomber that somebody was gonna go work on or whatever <laughs> <laughs> he made yeah so i the tiger.com i'm gonna give a shout out to tony for that one uh -huh. um but yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've even had that where I wash a vehicle and then kind of notice something. So, you know, kind of like what Mike said, you know, you get on the phone call and you say, hey, look, you know, all I've done so far is a wash, you know. And, uh, well, this. Yeah, we did not hear a word you just said. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Yeah, hair. I think there's like a bear or something chewing on your Wi-Fi Dude. lines or whatever. You know, <clears throat> so you can hear me now, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't know what it is. Like I'm sitting here looking at my modem. Like everything's fine, and I've even got one of those like booster antennas plugged directly into my computer to make sure that this doesn't happen. But it was it is storming over here, so who knows? My, mine's uh, spotty at my shop, so I just I just received today. I don't have it hooked up, but the old uh, Elon Musk uh, Starnet uh, or whatever, yeah, nice. or whatever. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be good. The hell that. is that? Elon's on. He's his satellite uh, internet. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be like crazy fast. Yeah, it's supposed Sounds to be. I haven't looked it up yet. It's uh, it's not too bad. It's like a hundred and ten bucks a month. Uh, but you have to pay. You have to pay for the satellite, which is like six hundred. But I mean, six hundred. Yeah, that's not even that bad. No, honestly. No. Like I had a, I bought a sat. This was back in 2011. I bought a satellite. Wow, well, one thousand dollars. Bruno, you had one of them. Ones <laughs> yeah. are the size of a trailer house. This thing was yeah. massive, bro. Yeah, Bruno. This Bruno thing has is about 
this thing's like two feet by two feet and not even like a foot and a half by a foot and a half <laughs> Bruno had that one that they had like in the et movie <laughs> i was gonna say that's who i was oh, calling no. man yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Mike, I, I appreciate you coming on talking, talking about this. Um, you know, hopefully people listening to this, you know, uh, you know, yeah, hopefully they get something of it. Hopefully it helps them out. So yeah. yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. No problem. All right, brother. All right. You guys have a great right. night. Thank you. you too. See Later. Bye. Bye.